This episode is sponsored by True Blue Migration Services. Their large team of highly experienced registered migration agents have helped thousands of expats to move to Australia since 2006. Get a free visa assessment on their website at truebluemigration.com. When you've grown up in Britain, there's a few things that take a bit of getting used to when you move to Australia. In England, it's like blue milk is full fat, green is semi-skimmed, red is light. But over here, there's like a black, a gold, a purple, pink. (laughs) Her TikTok videos about life down under have gone viral. I'm Jordana Grace and I'm a Brit-Australian. No, no, I'm not. (laughs) Jordana Grace, who lives on the Sunshine Coast in Queensland, has even made national news headlines over here. And I'm a Brit-Australian. Sounds like I'm a bit strange. Can't use that. I'm the Jordana Grace and I'm a Brit Australian. <laughs> Lovely. And a true Brit Australian she is, having spent time in both countries growing up. I am half Australian. My dad's Australian, but my parents got divorced when I was about two. So my mum, me, and my sister all lived in the UK ever since I can remember. So, whereabouts in the UK do you come from, Geordie? I'm from Wiltshire. I like to call the Shire, like uh, the Hobbits, which is just in the south of England, and I love it. And when did you come to Australia, and what brought you out here? What made me trade sheep for snakes? Good question. Uh, (laughs) It was all a happy accident. I was actually working in London at the time and got burnt out, and then came here on a holiday just before COVID lockdown. (laughs) And then I just lived here ever since. So you got stuck in Australia because of COVID. And what do you do for work? I've got a part-time job uh, as an admin person and then doing some social media planning. But I've also just got a job as a radio host as well. They interviewed me for one of my TikToks and then they offered me a job. Oh, very nice. Congratulations. Thank you very much. I was meant to talk. Do you know what? I've always thought it would be so nice to hear a British accent on the radio out here. I hope so, because um, I know the Aussies love to mock whatever I say. So I think it'll make them so much happier to be like, can she say it in her accent? Can she say it? (laughs) Yeah, nah. (laughs) So your dad's an Aussie. Were you born here? I was actually. And I was born in, and this is one of the words I can't say well, um, Cairns. So I don't remember living here at all. But then I would come back and forth to Australia to stay with my dad for like six months at a time. And like, go to school here and done the first half of year seven twice. Never the second half. (laughs) Really? Look at you. (laughs) And what was that like for you growing up in two different countries on the opposite sides of the world? Uh, Looking back now, it's, it is kind of crazy. I remember me and my sister would go on flights. I was five and she was seven by ourselves. That's when you could do it back in the day. The air stewardesses would look after us. It was very sweet. You wouldn't do that nowadays, but we used to fly on our own at that age. It was crazy thinking about it. It was so much fun when you're little because the seats are so much bigger. And then coming to Queensland and being renegated back to primary school because then year seven was in primary school in Queensland. Like you just go with it as kids, but even like sports was like twice a week. I love my Australian schools because there were so many sports and 
is very out there. But the classes are like massive. They were like 60 kids, but they were lovely. But then in the UK, I could actually walk to school because everything is so much closer. And yes. So I remember coming over being like, why doesn't anyone wear shoes? <laughs> and I would be that kid that would pick up the caterpillar and the other kids would be like, oh, I wouldn't do that. <laughs> I'm like, oh, I love little caterpillars. And then I'd be the kid with the rash, you know, with the with the bites because <laughs> everything is poisonous and I didn't know. So it's two very different experiences. Looking back, they're so different, but we just managed to adapt as long as I wasn't being bitten by something. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Oh, that sounds like a proper little adventurous childhood. Um, but what was it like for you being so far away from your mum when you were in Australia or, you know, being away from your dad when you were back in England? How how did you find that? Well, it definitely has its difficulties growing up with parents on the other side of the world. And I think it's a feeling of they'll never be in the same room. There was no Zoom. There was no... FaceTime now it is so much easier I FaceTime my family in the UK all the time my best friend and her kids so we have so much great technology at our fingertips I mean when I think about my parents it must have been so hard for them and I really feel for them and whilst it was never easy the biggest takeaway my sister and I always talk about is that whilst it was hard the one thing we always had is that we knew we were loved no matter where we were in the world we were loved. So me and my sister, we were so blessed to be on airplanes and to be yeah. in different countries. As a kid, you don't really notice. It's it's all about the love. So are your parents the typical mum's British, wants to go back to England where she's from and dad's an Aussie and doesn't want to leave Australia? Actually, complete opposite. My dad would love to be English because he loves antiques. He loves British cars. My mum wants a tan. <laughs> she, her, she's planning to move to Australia. If my dad could with my stepmom, he'd move to England. But yeah, he is like, yeah, Aussie born and bred. And mum is, yeah, English rose. But they would swap swap sides in a heartbeat if they could. Did you Do you consider yourself to be British or Australian? Um, I like to think both. I'm very proud of being both. I mean, when... When it's like the rugby happens and it's England versus Australia, people are like, who do you vote for? I'm like, it's 30 men in shorts. I win either way. <laughs> but uh, I think I like to think my cheeky side is Australian and my proper side is British. But like when I'm in Australia, I'm very English. When I'm in England, I'm very Australian. Yeah, I can totally understand that and relate to that because my dad's Irish, my mum's side of the family are from Serbia. So I had all these different cultures. But in Australia, I was like, mm. oh, yeah, I'm typical British. <laughs> Live my cups of tea. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I miss tea. Tea is not the same over here. No, it's not. Definitely not. doesn't taste the same. I think it's the water. I think it's the water because I get people to import tea bags. Yes. <laughs> from England, but it's not the same. But I get what you're saying that because I felt sometimes an outsider, but you come here, you're like, oh, just like the culturalisms. You're like, I didn't realise how British I was. Yes, definitely. Being um, here. So you have found some fame in Australia through your videos on TikTok and on Instagram. How did this all come about? Okay, well, as we all know, social media is for the very young, beautiful people, the very hot people, and all they have to do is just shimmy from left to right and make it look effortless and go viral. <laughs> you know, and while I do fall in that category, you know, it's it's never been my scene. So I've never <laughs> thought that I would be in the influencer arena. 
But then it was in lockdown and I was bored and my 12-year-old cousin showed me how to set up TikTok. And I was just watching for a few months. And it was when I realized, even though I am half Australian, I felt like I just knew nothing about Australia. So I started making videos, things they should tell you before coming to Australia. And my first video was in landscape. So if you can visualize that, my first video was lopsided, right? <laughs> and they started getting really popular. And then I did one about um, the dangers of Kmart. Like they tell you about the spiders and the snakes, but they don't prepare you for Kmart. Like you go in for a hairband, you leave with a whole kitchen set. It's ridiculous. And that went so viral that my mum called me. She goes, you're, you're above Trump in the news on Apple. I was like, oh my gosh, like it's ridiculous. And um, people in Australia that weren't born here were like, oh my gosh, I get it. Yes. And Aussies were like, that's hilarious. I never saw it from that point of view. So it's been amazing and so humbling. Oh, that's good. Just for anybody listening who is in the UK and has never been to Australia, Kmart is a a shop. How would you describe Kmart? It's heaven. <laughs> it's like Primark because I think better quality. I think that's questionable about the quality. That is true. Okay, so it is like Primark, as cheap, questionable quality, but uh, we love it. We love it. We can feel bougie and came out on a budget. Definitely. Oh, absolutely. Would you class yourself as a TikToker? What do you call yourself? I would say TikToker, yes, because that's where I started. That's where my original love is. So your popular videos are about being a Brit in Australia, as you said, in particular things that as Brits just haven't got a clue about about life down under and things we learn as we go. But you actually have so many Aussies that comment on your TikToks and posts. Why do you think that is? I've always been wondering this. Uh, part of me thinks it's because I'm based in Australia and TikTok's always going to localise you. Uh, my sense of humour can be quite Aussie, so they get that and they relate to it. But also, because I'll say things like milk is complicated and Aussies are like, nah, and then they watch it and they're just like, hmm, the Brit may have a point. And so I think they they see something. It's like um, Michael McIntyre, who's a brilliant British comedian, yes. will just say the most basic observational comedy. And you're like, oh, my gosh, it's so true. Yeah. So I think Aussies are like, I didn't realize that. And I loved your post about things they should tell you before coming to Australia. And you said, Christmas isn't real. <laughs> you just capture exactly... <laughs> You just capture exactly what most of us Brits are feeling in like 20 seconds. You know, no roast potatoes, 35 degrees on Christmas Day. Right. So, so, I made so many Aussies angry. I felt so bad. I didn't mean to. They're like, of course we have roast potatoes. I'm just like, prove it. <laughs> yeah, it's seafood, isn't it? That's popular here on Christmas Day. They don't understand that we just, seafood isn't even on the menu. We Brits, we eat, we hibernate. And that's it. But no one would ever be like, do you want prawns or like champagne? It's more of a luncheon here. Yes. Yeah. And it's salads and cold meats, isn't it? As opposed to a hot, hearty dinner that's going to keep you warm. Thank you. Because people have been like, no, we don't. I'm just like, you, I'm, I'm, I'm saying what I see people. So thank you for the validation. I needed that. Actually, I have seen in some of the comments, people can be quite mean sometimes and they'll say things like, go home if you don't like it here. Oh, but yeah. the irony is you were born in Australia. You're half Australian. You are an Aussie. <laughs> and it's because people are like, just go back to where you came from. And I'm like, what, up north? Hop on a plane a couple of hours <laughs> back to North Queensland? But I think on the whole, though, you do get a real positive response to your videos, don't you? 
So when I got really badly trolled a few months ago, 13,000 people commented just kindness. Um, I think because Aussies kind of protect me like a pet. From This is what the Aussies have told me, because obviously the term whinging pom comes up a lot. But because I'm just loving Australia, they're like, we love you. You're now ours and we'll protect you because my goal is just to make people laugh and brighten people's days. So no, you definitely do a good job of that. Um, And what's it like having 13,000 comments on a video that you've created and posted? Mind boggling. I remember being so excited to get 44 followers, right? Like 44. (laughs) And I was like, wow, it just boggles my mind to have I think to be on that scale, and I'm I'm not even anywhere near as big as some creators, but when I saw those comments, like the sheer number, I was crying with just just feeling so overwhelmed. And it was so nice as well because my family saw me get trolled. And then when they went to go view the video, they looked at the comments and they they felt so good that I was protected and that I was being cared for. It really reassured my family that there are like thousands of people that would jump to your defense. And not only that, these people don't really know me. But they know me enough to know my character is good. And so it's so humbling. I'm very blessed. Really nice. Just on that, Geordie, I know this sounds weird, but from watching your TikToks and following you on Instagram, I do actually feel like I know you. I'd imagine that's how most people feel. If I randomly saw you in the street, I would 100% go up to you and be like, hi, I've watched your TikToks. Do you ever get recognized? Actually, several times a week. Nearly every time I go out, I'll get recognized now. It is, I was the other day, I was on the way to Kmart and I was just walking and um, I think I was eating something and this girl just puts her hand up in front of me to stop me and she goes, you. <laughs> and I was like, I was like TikTok and she goes, oh my gosh, yes. And we had the funnest conversation. Her boyfriend was like, who on earth are you? What is happening? <laughs> but it was, um, I get stopped quite a lot and it's actually the nicest thing because sometimes I have like, you know, when you're just having a down moment and someone comes go, oh, you're just, I love your videos. I'm like, thank you so much. Um, I think it's a bizarre thing that people, normal people that on social media is influencers. So I think it's a very bizarre thing to see people in real life. But yes, I'm stopped a lot and it's, it's so fun. I love it. It's more like the sideward glances that I'll get people like side look at me and I know they've recognized me. And then I'll get a message later be like, I served you at McDonald's. Was that you? And I was like, yeah, it was me. They were like, oh, hi. So we'll have like a delayed conversation of a few hours. <laughs> I think the best one ever was last year, Christmas Eve. I was out with my stepmom, my dad and my stepgranddad. And the waitress comes over. She was so sweet. And she goes, are you the girl from TikTok? And before I could say anything, my dad was like, I helped made her. And I was like, <laughs> dad. And my stepmom goes, I helped raise her. And then I was like, Pam. And then my stepgranddad goes, what's a TikTok? <laughs> And so I was just said, like, I hadn't said a word. And eventually I was like, yeah, yeah, that's me. After my dad and stepmom are like hugging me, like proud as punch. And my, my stepgranddad is just like, my gramps is just like, what is happening? <laughs> so I had a nice conversation, but it was very bizarre now. <laughs> I love that. That's brilliant. I love that your stepgranddad has absolutely no idea of the level of like fame that you have on TikTok, as he calls it. <laughs> so my mum calls it now. She goes, how is the TikTok going? How did you find out that your first viral TikTok went viral? And how did it feel? Do you remember? Uh, I remember because when I was staying in Brisbane, I was with my family. We had this lovely routine of going to bed at nine, getting up at six. So I was actually at church. So I got back 
about nine, I showered. And it wasn't until I checked my messages from my cousin when she's like, you're on the news. I was like, what, what, are, you, what are you chatting about? And she sent me pictures. And so when I opened Apple News, my face was there. My face was on <laughs> Apple News. And I couldn't tell anyone because everyone was in bed. It was past nine o'clock. So I had to wait till the morning to squeal and delight. Oh, I bet you didn't sleep. And then from then it went huge. And it's because it was it was shared. This is what happens. If you want to go viral, share it to a mum's group. A mum's group? What? Right? It was <laughs> this Kmart video was shared to this mum's Kmart group. And that's it, women rule the world. That's how it's done with viral videos. <laughs> and that's how it was shared. And it was hilarious. But the worst one was when I did a video on how on the Sunshine Coast there aren't cafe toilets. Like several cafes will share the one toilet and you'll yeah. have this giant wooden dirty toilet spoon. So everyone knows yeah. why you're going to like you're going to the bathroom and you're holding the giant dirty spoon. So on Apple News I just looked and there was my face by the headline embarrassing toilet issue. <laughs> my face. So I put that on my dating profile because I was like, well, why not? Oh, that's hilarious. So what's your plan, Geordie? Are you, do you think you'll stay in Australia? I really love my daily lifestyle here. I love that it's pretty much good weather all year round. I know there's been a lot of rain in the last year, but I just mm. love being in my t-shirt and shorts all year round. I love the life mm. and I've made life for myself. So, so I've made the decision to stay and I'm hoping that I can build a career where I can travel back and forth a lot and hopefully make it a yearly visit. But I can totally understand now where Australians are like travel Europe because it's so everything's so far away. Yes. I think I didn't appreciate in the UK. Like when I went back to the UK, I was like, I'm going to go to Scotland for the day because I can. And it's a 40 yeah. minute flight. Whereas over here, 40 minutes doesn't even get me to like the donut shop, you know? It's nothing. <laughs> yeah. And are you missing the UK? Do you miss England? I miss, there's lots of little things I do miss. Like I love Christmas when it's cold and all the fairy lights and good cups of tea. I mainly miss the people when I went back, even just going to places like Asda. But it's also really comforting to know that I can go back at any time. Um, I'm not stuck here forever like we haven't yeah. we can travel and things like that and I want to travel Australia more yeah there are things I miss but I feel at peace in Australia so do you have any advice for people looking to move over here my biggest tips for people coming over to Australia is know that Australia is multiple states and each states are different like they have different sports different lingo it is generally the same but um, keep that in mind when you're traveling. Wear sunscreen, right? Even when it's cloudy, you will burn in cloudy weather. As a Brit, I'm so pressured to be outdoors every day when it's sunny. But now I've been here, I'm just like, it is okay to be inside because you'll just burn in the midday. Better to be inside and go out early or in the evening. And I don't sunbathe anymore. I used to sunbathe. And when I come back to England, my friends are like, oh, you're not brown. I'm like, yeah, because I avoid the sun. <laughs> yeah. I think my friends are like, we're more tan than you. I'm like, I know, because when I went to the UK and, you know, normally you put on the olive oil to tan. Like, I put on Factor 50 Plus. <laughs> <laughs> if you haven't seen Jordana's TikTok videos, you can find the link on the Brit Australian website, www.britstralian.com. And you'll also find the links in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast.
We asked our Brit Australian Facebook community for something they'd do in Australia that they'd never do in the UK. And guess what was popular? Seafood at Christmas. Others said going barefoot at the supermarket and someone else said buying booze from a drive through is something they'd never have done in the UK. If you've enjoyed this podcast, please share it with your friends. Your support allows us to attract sponsors, which means we can afford to keep this going. So if you're interested in moving down under, you can get a visa assessment to see if you're eligible for free at truebluemigration.com. As one of Australia's longest standing migration agencies, for the past 17 years, True Blue Migration Services have helped thousands of expats to live and work in Australia. They've got a large team of highly experienced registered migration agents and support staff, and they work with clients all over the world. So whether you're in the UK and wanting help or advice about making the move over here, or if you're in Australia and you're looking at options to stay longer, you can get in touch with True Blue Migration Services to speak to one of their visa agents and let them take the stress out of the migration process for you. For more information, hop onto their website, truebluemigration.com. You can find the link on the Brit Australian website and in the description wherever you're listening to this podcast.